Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is me, this is me, one, two, three. All right, let's see when all of us talk at the same time. Uh, let's state our... <laughs> all right, I state your name. I, I state, state your, your name. name. Thank you. Hereby do pledge to give the monkey business to whatever needs it today. Hereby I do pledge to whatever needs it. All right, all right. Yeah. so Mikey and Jason, the newbies, you are now indoctrinated monkeys. Welcome, everybody. Yes. What's up? We are going to go around the room and introduce you. It is a veritable sausage fest today. It is nothing mm-hmm. but males, which may be the perfect episode to, in hindsight, to maybe close hindsight. the door. Hi- you know where I'm going, <laughs> don't you, McGann? Exactly. Hindsight. Here like it comes. Can we get the final word? Yeah. Uh, can, we, can we crack the topic yes. now of Kim Kardashian's butt? Can we just wrap it up? Yep, totally. I don't know if you can wrap that. That's true. I don't know if you can actually technically crack it. I'm I'm less interested about her and why she did it and whether it's whatever it is because that's been picked apart. I'm more interested in how the media covered it and how everybody else responded to it. And my first thing off the bat is how quickly, in in a funny and positive way, so many... Really inventive people created parodies yeah. like within less than 24 hours. So many unemployed people out there waiting for <laughs> <So many> comedy <laughs> gold Just, like this. Uh, Please, Kim, flash your ass. I'm so thinking can the crack same jokes. thing on the way over here that like it's unbelievable how quick the the internet has made parodies nowadays, right? Like yeah. like even 10 years ago, that, that stuff would have taken you know three, four, five days to catch right. on before people were making the making the rounds and right. make it look. As, so good. as close to what is up there. I yeah. don't know if it's Photoshop or people have like sets in their house or green screens, you know, in their all, backyard or whatever. All, man. It's all, all of the above. Yeah. 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 And the technology is so much easier to use and mm-hmm. so much more affordable now that th- to make a really good parody, you can turn it out really quickly for totally. pennies. So who saw what as far as parody of Kim's poses? All I saw was a dude in a sound booth. Yeah. I with a towel one. around his waist. Yeah, I saw that one. Saw and that just one. all wrinkly ass, and <laughs> his back was all fat and gelatinous. <laughs> like you do. Like you do, you know, like her like her back yeah. is fat and gelatinous. Yeah. Uh, well, I, saw, you know, I only saw a meme, which was, uh, this is the uh, first picture of Kim's ass, and it was uh, a picture of Kanye. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. Is, nice. Does anybody ever notice how in every picture when it's the two of them together, Kanye always has this look on his face like, damn, I should have pulled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is this kind of stunned quality to him. Is like, how did I get? How did I get roped into this? Yeah. Like he got caught this. up. I mean, yeah. they may be in love, and it's all good. But whew, I think maybe part of it is that he's beginning to realize that she's the more famous of yeah, the pair, totally. and even he's going, "How did you get famous again?" Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Doesn't she like double his income? Um, Probably. yeah. 
Is that like true? That. She's yeah. She's around 35. Yeah. Just on that video game alone, didn't she make like $180 million or oh, something? Oh, God, I Remember forgot that? about that. Yeah. Yeah. The video had, game like, or the video? The, the app, video. The, the video. The app thing, Yeah, the right? app thing she did earlier this year. Oh, that was you know, Be a Kardashian yeah, or whatever Kardashian. it is. It was like $180 yeah. million or something yeah. crazy that just she made off of that. It was like you were applying to be her assistant and you had to keep her happy and you like bought her birthday cakes and shit. What? Yeah. Yeah, you had all these tasks to do. Not that Chris doesn't have the app down there. Look, I didn't bring my iPad today for a reason. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to show it so, off. So, if being uh, uh, an assistant to a celebrity isn't a thankless enough job in its own right, yeah. Anyway, now you get to do it for free and actually pay for the privilege, right? right. Totally. And with somebody that has no talent, right? Oh, yep. My Lord, oh. dropping bombs today. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, let's go around the room. Let's talk about some more fruitful and positive things, maybe, unless, of course, we want to rant about something. But we'll start here to a uh, uh, brand new monkey to the room. It's Mikey Ambers, a, uh, okay. a producer. A, what, how do we uh, turn? A very funny man. Uh, also, Blind Reviews, uh, which is your regular Twitter uh, response and critique Hilarious. of films that you haven't seen yet. Yeah, I figure, why should I bother seeing them when I already know what's going to happen? So I, I will only review movies that I have not seen. Okay, right. so what does Blind Reviews have on tap for this weekend's uh, openings? Uh, well, we, uh, we've reviewed uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Mm. And oh. found it to be both. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yes. So it was good. Uh, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> right. The review stands. I Always. Understand. The review stands. I actually right. saw it this morning. And? Oh, we're gonna, oh, we're going to get to McGann's oh, we'll review. Uh, Somebody prepped. Prepped. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I tasked him with that, and he oh. actually came through. I saw, I saw a screening this morning, too, I'll tell you about. Right. Matt Johnson is yes. here, actor, writer, producer, uh, and, and you just came off a stint where you, how many hours of TV did you just produce? Oh, goodness. This, the show I was just one of the uh, showrunners and producers on was called League of Legends. It was over 600 hours of live television. <laughs> we did uh, here in 2014. Wow. Um, it, Which also sent you to Singapore. Singapore, and... Paris, Taiwan, all around the world we, that, that show was. It's kind of a reality competition show about eSports. That's what it was. So it was wow. my first time kind of diving into the game world um, on the production side, of course. But, man, was that a lot of work. So if you uh, still see me sleeping in late, it's because I'm feeling that in my old bones. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, so um, anything uh, that you have seen uh, that you went to see that you're passionate about right now or you're just excited about? I'm excited about the fact we landed on a mother effing oh, comet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come oh, on man. now. Right? Who cares about butts and movies? We landed on a comet. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like a washing machine size thing. I texted a friend of mine yesterday, and I was like, some dude comes up with a washing machine that flies through space, <laughs> lands on a comet going 450,000 miles an hour. I've done nothing with my life. Yeah. I've done nothing with my life. And this is a European space yeah. company, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Did we know that there was a European space company? Yeah. There was right. some coalition is it is it a rich guy is it private what do we know that sounds very no vague idea. right yeah. yeah all of the above yeah it, is it a super villain like a well, that's what i'm thinking probably what it's, it got a, it's probably a precursor to some so. sort of takeover it is God, I hope yeah. so. it is bent on world domination it is they're now going to steer the comet where they need it to go you know it's going to happen <laughs> it's the guy who's pointing lasers, <laughs> lasers. Mm-hmm. at us uh, Jason uh, Kelly, a very talented man, uh, impressionist, uh, comedian, actor. What do, what are we seeing in you you in most right now? Is is there a commercial or something that's um, popping up? I'm that assistant coach at the ends of Hans and Front State Farm oh, commercials. Yeah. Standing on the side with my hands on my hips like <laughs> Superman. Nice, that's nice. Me. You're paying attention to me completely, though. Of course, 100. Oh, you know, percent 
you know, Hans and Franz are in there. But it was fun. It was That's hilarious. Fun. It's good fun. You pop up in a lot of stuff. I've been, busy. I've been meaning to ask you because I was hoping you were here last Friday and you, uh, because you are a working actor. You actually mm-hmm. seem to get stuff all the time. Yes, I stay on my hustle. Um, it, it, it's way in hindsight now, but I was wondering what President Obama's reaction to the midterms might be like. Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, to be quite honest, it would seem to me that uh, America just really doesn't give fat rats ass about Congress. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right, Mr. President. Thank J- you. Yeah. Jason, anything uh, kind of on top of mind for you right now? Um, Right now, you know, I'm just winding up the year. I just got done. I'm in the final processes of uh, producing a film that I'm starring in called The Interview. Uh, it's about it's, it's a good story about bullying that a friend of mine wrote and directed asked me to come on board to, to be in and then I'll, gave me the uh, opportunity to EP it so Lovely. that's been a oh, great sweet. experience we were up in uh, the uh, up in Ashland filming at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival oh wow that. okay that was a great experience as well so now to know, be to out. be clear this is not the uh, James Franco no. Seth Green <laughs> or no. Seth uh, Rogen no. yeah. uh, let's go kill Kim Jong-un Kim Jong-il, movie which is a great concept by the way um, I'm not quite sure how Kim Jong-un is gonna feel about that when <laughs> oh he he's already it, pretty they're yeah, already he, pretty pissed about it are over they? there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. can I actually ask a question about the interview yeah how big is the guy who's bullying you well he, you remember Debo from yeah, yeah. Friday? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, damn. Nice. Right. Wow. No, it's actually about, it's actually. <laughs> oh, I bought that for a second. You bought that? You I totally that. bought that. You can hire me. You were all, he was all I'm enamored. You were hired. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, I'm actually playing a visual arts teacher who has these two kids that are, one kid's bullying the other. Mm. And as a way to try and get the bully to see his victim as himself, he does an interview. With the kid, oh man, and you know they get it's a it's a heartfelt piece. So, so when it's highfalutin and stuff like that, it's, yeah. oh, don't bring it here. There's yeah, a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds like there's art involved. There is a lot of art, mm-hmm. subtext, and all that. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm out. Right, I got with, a feeling blind. Actually, I can review it. Ignore it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is not gonna like us, but <laughs> it's a uh, it's a great piece. When can people potentially see this? Uh, Aaron Densmore has not finished cutting it yet. Okay, so as soon as we get done um, shooting and cutting and directing. We will. Well, we just called his ass out right here on the podcast. No, he's my man. He's great. He's a fantastic director. He's incredible. (laughs) He's just wearing a lot of different hats. But it's going to hit the film festivals first, and then hopefully. You know, All right. a, a release. We'll talk about that more here. Yeah. That, that's very cool. Look at yeah, people man, making awesome. their own art and stuff. Yeah, I like do that. Do your thing, yeah. man. Yeah. You got to on your grizzle. Huh. McGann, what's up? I mean, I have nothing to follow that with. Like, nothing I've done this week. No, no. Cool. Are you kidding? You uh, went to see Dumb and Dumber too. I did, actually, and Interstellar, which, can I tell you, I'm super excited to see a second time on my TV with the captions on so I can figure out what the sweet fuck they are saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I, this is the first I've had. I've heard that somebody's having trouble... You mean in terms of what they're talking about no, or actually what I they're saying? I can't hear them. The sound is so up and down that there are just scenes where there are explosions and, and engine noises, and all you can hear is the damn engine noise, and you can see people's mouths moving. You're like, this might be important. I don't know exactly what's happening. Are you sure you didn't go into a bad Dolby situation? where it's just... I, The Arclight doesn't do bad Dolby. Oh. I went to a screening of it as well, and I came away with the exact same right? thing. I'm, I'm really hoping that what they were saying is just sort of unnecessary anyway oh, God, because so. the, the movie was so incredibly heavy-handed. 
that, that they were spoon feeding oh, it regardless. You know, I, I really was surprised by some of the subtle. No, I'm no, just no, no. I can't even. I can't <laughs> even get through that sentence. <laughs> I just want to know: Did McConaughey cry in a car? Uh, yeah, in a spaceship and on a planet and where, where he's on a spaceship crying. Yeah, yeah. he cries everywhere. Now. Yeah, That's a his lot of tears. Somebody, te- somebody texted me: You'll hate this movie. People cry every scene. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I, I mean, the even well, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The trailer, everybody's crying. Anne Hathaway is crying her ass off. But she looks so good crying. Does she? She does cry pretty. She's yeah. I mean, she's no Jennifer Connelly. Well, who is an amazingly pretty crier. Yeah, but but she's not Claire Danes on the other side. That's true. Yeah, that's true. All right, but but let's get to uh, your Dumb your, and Dumber. Yes, the right. seminal Bring childhood film of so, yours. You know, I I uh, I went into it this morning, uh, and the first half of it I hated. I was like, oh god, I can't I can't deal with the rest of this movie because Jim Carrey's timing seemed really off kilter. Um, none of the jokes landed well. Um, I was like, oh, this is going to be two hours of pain or an hour and forty five minutes of pain. About the midway point, right? You saw it. So when they no actually, no no oh, I didn't see it. no I, no this thing, oh, I threw this all on you. Oh, all right, great, great, great. No, <laughs> I saw something else. Okay, great, good, good, good. So there's definitely a point in the middle where the movie actually seems to kick into gear, and there are some legitimate laughs and some some good gross out moments, and it feels more like the first Dumb and Dumber, where things are obviously stupid and topical, but they're stupid and topical in a way that makes people laugh mm-hmm. um so you know if you come into the theater late and miss the first 20 minutes <laughs> like you'll really enjoy the movie i mm. think interesting yeah okay. you're saying it's not a complicated plot where we'll be lost if we come in 20 minutes late i'm shocked well no i mean i think you get you get everything you need from the first 20 minutes in the preview uh, like like legitimately but uh they had some good cameos from people in the first movie uh like the guy who played sea bass was in there the the kid with the bird who's all grown up now was the real guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, the real kids. Cool. What's up? Yeah, yeah. So they they brought they brought people back who made appearances. Did to... it bring back fond memories of your adolescence, McGann? Uh, well, I mean, look, I know it's hard to believe looking at me, but I was kind of a nerd in high school. <laughs> no, so, no, I know. What I know. the hell you say? I know. So my adolescence doesn't have a lot of fond memories because all the bullies were picking on me. And I didn't have a visual arts teacher to well, make my to life better. <laughs> We got a movie for you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I don't know. I can't quite read that. You're you're it's, okay with it. It gets it gets two thumbs sideways. Is what right. it really mm. what it really gets. Like yeah. you'll you'll either enjoy it or you'll you know. Seems to me like that's the kind of movie I would laugh at a lot at home when I finally saw it on cable totally. for free. Yeah. You know, not that I want to go out and pay twenty bucks for it. You know, or take you know, right. take my gal and spend thirty five bucks oh, for yeah. it. No. You know, no, I want to like watch it for free sometime on. You know, cable, that, and then I'll laugh at it. Isn't yeah. that the kind of movie that, I, like, in another ten years, if we're still doing this podcast, we're talking about that movie's going straight to our TV screen and not going to a big screen? I mean, that's one Probably. of the first Probably. that will, yeah. like, you know, intimate dramas and your your kind of everyday comedies are probably coming straight to pay-per-view. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They'll probably be 13, or 15. Or release. Yeah. yeah. Where they release it in theater and on demand. Yeah. And pay-per-view. So many time. movies are doing that right now. Though. Yeah, there's a lot of movies do that. I'm, I'm shocked at the, uh, how much content, and with big names, and with big name directors and big name actors, because we check pay-per-view every weekend. We're sitting there, mm-hmm. and, oh, let's mm-hmm. see what's new. And it's like, I've never heard of this title, but look at the cast and yeah. look at the... And then you have to kind of <clears> dig <throat> a little bit and see, is it is it there because it's really terrible and they just didn't want to put it in theaters at all? Right. Or does it have some credibility to it to the point where it's worth watching 
and it's it's really hard to tell. You just which, hit on the marketing dilemma about mm, about right. releasing movies like that because we're all trained that oh, if it comes out you know somewhere else other than the theater on opening weekend, it has to be a stinker. Right, right. right? So now we have to train ourselves up that well, actually maybe they can release in a theater mm-hmm. and an art house movie can get a release in my home and watch it and it'll still be good. It's it's different marketing. That's what yeah. movies are going to have to battle. Well, certainly small indie movies are having much more success on demand and going straight totally. to some other form right now. There's, yeah. um, I can't. I wish I could remember the guy's name. The Mumblecore guy. Um, drinking Buddies. Did, did anybody see Drinking Buddies? Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, the, are you talking about the director or one of the guys in it? it well, uh, if you can remember the director's name, oh, I'll be I, very impressed. Yeah, no, I can't. Are you talking about the main guy in Drinking Buddies? The, Who, uh, who's in New Girl? New Girl. And, um, uh, that guy. Jake, Jake Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and also, the there's a guy. <laughs> This is going to be a guessing game. The rest okay, of the I'm ready. Guys. I'm ready. <laughs> Sounds like anyway. That director um, kind of has. He's been this mumblecore guy, and he does. He's going to have very slight, small personal mm-hmm. movies, but they end up with some really. Uh, he just made Happy Christmas. I think was the most recent oh. one. But they're all going straight to on yeah. demand. I don't think they even worry about putting it in theaters more because he fig anymore because he figures. My audience knows what I what I do. They're not going to necessarily go out of their way to go to mm-hmm. some arty theater. There's probably going to be one place in the city somewhere, in, in like a, a Limley. Nothing against yeah, the Limley. Yeah. I like the Limley. Yeah. But once you sit in an arc light, or you sit, <laughs> or yeah, you sit right. in I think, and you go to the Limley, it's like wow, people people in the '60s were tiny, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, wow. And it's a great leveler, though, right? Because not everybody in America lives in a city like L.A. that gets gets this stuff, that would get those things even in theaters at all. Oh, that's true. So, you know, people in middle America who can look, th- look at that stuff on, on Amazon for the first time or ever, you know, e- ever even have it register as a... Uh, I mean, it's it's nice. It's nice for all those small-towny folk. Yeah, and it, it, leveler is a good point because it, we're still conditioned, getting back to what Matt said, of this sort of mentality that, like, you know, 10 years ago, if you went into a blockbuster, if anybody remembers what those are, to rent a movie... Uh, which, if anybody remembers what that is, <laughs> um, and you saw and you saw all the big blockbusters, we're going to have to made, annotate yeah, your entire maybe, rant yeah, here. Maybe three or movies that are made, you know three, four, five months old. Oh, I wanted to see this. I didn't see this. And then there's this movie that you've never heard of, starring Jack Nicholson and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Charo, and you're thinking this has got to be just a horrific piece of crap. I would watch that oh, by in the way. a heartbeat. Yeah, of course. But now, if you're dialing around online or mm-hmm. on demand, and you see Jack Nicholson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Charo in a movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm course. in. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, hell yeah. Of course. Six bucks for a 48-hour rental? You better believe right. I'd watch that at least at least once, yeah. right? Well, I actually went to see – last minute I decided I would try and sneak into something because for some reason there are 10 a.m. screenings these days. Right. Yeah. Um, I went to see Foxcatcher. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, how is that? Wow, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so good that I'm I'm trying to still process it from the standpoint of is it is it is it as good as I think it is because I totally for those of you who don't know anything about it and frankly I I think I only know just a glimmer of the story because it's happened in our lifetimes. It was uh Dave and Mark Schultz who were both Olympic caliber wrestlers mm-hmm. and both of them won gold medals. Uh they kind of uh, get approached by John E. DuPont, the the DuPont family, the mm-hmm. chemical yeah. you know family, the, the multi, 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 one of the richest men in the world. His mom is still alive, um, lives, um, I, I never could quite establish where they were, but it was East Coast, this massive estate. Anyway, he's he's got this, this obsession with, you know, wrestling, and he wants to be the money and the power and the, and the impetus behind building the next wrestling team to go to Seoul and get gold. Um, what ended up happening, it's not a spoiler alert because it's history, but 
I'm going to tell you what happens. He ends up shooting and killing one of one of the guys uh, out of some sort of twisted um, kind of jealousy, I guess. I mean, it's complicated, and that's 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 why the the film is really interesting. But the cast, when you say Channing Tatum and Steve Carell, right. yeah. you are not thinking deep, heavy, powerful drama, mm-hmm. um, and they they kill it. They wow. kill it. And Mark Ruffalo is the third person. And yeah, uh, even, and he's the Hulk, sure, but he he has a little more credibility as <laughs> right, an actor. Right. Uh, all three of them are fantastic. The big thing is Carell, because I don't know that we can point to any movie where he's really transformed himself. You mm-hmm. always kind of feel like you're getting a version of Carell right. when you watch, even in mm-hmm. something he's been dramatic, like The Way Way Back. Did anybody see that? I saw that. Yeah. He's kind of a he's kind of a dick in that movie. But it's still Steve Carell being a dick, kind right. of. Yeah. This is an actual transformation from a physical transformation. There's there's prosthetics. There's a nose. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is his nose prosthetic going to get its own IMDb listing? Because it looks so. very, very distracting on <laughs> these trailers. It's quite a... Uh, it's quite a prominent proboscis. Uh, I will be making no nose comments in this portion of the conversation. I just want that laid clear from here on. There is part of me that uh, I guess they were trying to be as accurate as possible and to make him look as close to the original guy. I don't know what – the thing is none of us really know what the guy looks like. We could all go book, look at pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. They probably could have dialed back on the nose. Although I do I do remember Steve Carell has a pretty prominent nose. If you ever seen him in profile, it's that, large. That baby's yeah. it's yeah, there. It's out there. It's there. But yeah. So that took me out of it for maybe twenty seconds. Okay, good. And then his performance is so kind of specific to a type of person in this kind of insidious, creepy way that you don't realize right away. Channing Tatum. I have to give the guy credit for being a better actor than maybe I I typically would give him credit for. I, I have never seen Magic Mike, so I don't know. I <laughs> oh, mean, it'll bo- on, yeah, man. bullshit. It's on, nah, right? I it's on demand. Says that. I, I have. I haven't seen all of Magic Mike. Well, you're watching it in like 12 minute increments. Right. <laughs> it's hard to get through the whole thing when you're watching it in slow motion. I get it. Like, uh, we've yes. all and rewinding and rewinding. Yeah, right. what, why the homophobia, guys? None, Just because no, yeah, what's no you're there accusing me of. Uh, I haven't seen Magic Mike. All right. <laughs> I mean, you started this thing off talking about people with oil on their body. So I mean, we're just gonna keep. <laughs> sure, going. I was talking yeah. about it's a callback. Kim Kardashian with oil in their bodies. It's a callback. You were the one that gave me great schematic detail of some guy with a wrinkly ass and a gelatinous yeah, back. because yeah. it hurt my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Foxcatcher uh, is tremendous. It's really good. This is a guy that made Capote and Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moneyball I'm not the biggest fan of. I just kind of thought that laid there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to say, this really was very impactful. Oscar worthy? Oh, totally. For Absolutely. P- performances or just the film in general? Both, I believe. Okay. I certainly think Carell is going to get a lot of attention, and I there are going to be people who kind of criticize the that it takes them out. I, I, I bought into his character right mm-hmm. away. I right. definitely he immer, he has immersed himself into this other thing, and it's a character I love. I mean, you, you there's a guy who wrote a book recently about psychopaths, how psychopaths aren't necessarily <clears throat> serial killers and slashers or whatever. Totally. That mm-hmm. a lot of corporate heads and a lot of people who rise to a lot of power have psychopathic tendencies. And a lot of girls I've dated. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a whole different movie, McGann. We'll see that one day. We'll I, see. I see our paths have crossed before. <laughs> you guys maybe have dated some of the same people. Uh, it's you, a little tidbit on Corell. Yeah. Actually, too, my, uh, my improv coach over at Second City when I first started training was Dave Rzowski. And when they were in their 30s, when he was in his 30s at Second City, he was in a, his improv uh, ensemble. 
was Steve Carell, Steve Colbert, and Amos Sedaris. Oh, man. Oh, and boy. he said back then they could tell that there was something different about, about Carell and that his talent was well beyond his years. So I'm not really surprised mm-hmm. when you say that he's done put out this type of performance and he was this amazing. Well, because as opposed to, say, somebody like, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, some of those guys who have been funny, 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 right. and tried to make that turn, <laughs> yeah. and not always successful at it. Yeah. Carell has always been a pretty steady. You know, he's played some some characters certainly that are wacky. I mean, but even Michael Scott on The Office was pretty grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. I know he's avoided that. the silly pratfall yeah. characters. Right. He's mm-hmm. gone with more of like the little Miss Sunshine quirky guy yeah. characters yeah. Right. and stuck with that very well. Yeah, he never devolves into shtick. Yeah. No. Right. So, I mean, the dude can act. I yeah. Mean, so yeah. so the, the, to turn the corner to something this immersive, and I, I'm, I'm not kidding, the, the, the physicality, the mentality, there's, uh, there's just something to his presence in this movie that is, I, I, I dug it. I dug yeah. it. It's, he was at my 20-year high school reunion. Uh, Steve Carell? Yeah. I went to Lake Braddock High School in Virginia, Northern Virginia, and um, they had it at the Marriott, I guess, or the McLean Hilton, uh, which is right around Tice's Corner. And I didn't go because I wasn't flying back for it. But all these photos of Carell with all my high school classmates, I guess he was staying (laughs) at the hotel. So I was like, damn, I should have gone. I'd have met him. So it was next time. Always next time. There's a third year. He was just trying to score weed. I've met him. (laughs) You know he was. was. He's a nice guy. I've, had him. I've heard oh, he's really I've cool. hung with him. Oh, I've heard name dropper. Wow, you might want to pick well, that up well, off the floor. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, uh, I've got. I didn't bring it. Uh, Jason started the whole thing. No, got, I'm just I've, talking real. I've got a, uh, I got a movie I've seen that I can talk about. All right. Uh, it doesn't come out till next month. Saw it this week. It's called The Imitation Game, starring the ever swoony Benedict Cumberbatch. I saw it too. Oh, you did. I saw a SAG screening. Oh, nice. Well, thank, I thanks, Buzzkill. I started going to those damn SAG screenings. Like I get the yeah. things from all the time. I'm like, oh, I should go to this, and then I'm like, whoops, missed that one. That, this was I saw a Q and A with with Benedict too, okay. so not to one up you or anything. With, with not Doctor at all, Strange, hardly. Did he talk about Doctor Strange while he was in there? No, no. Then we don't care. About him. We don't care. About Didn't him. they pass on him? Did they? I don't That's know. what I heard. I, I heard they know. passed. I've unfortunately. We'll I'm get sorry. to your. I'm sorry, I got no, excited. No, no, this, go, this, go to the uh, you, no, Jason, you don't know. McGann's the comic book but, guy. No, well, then J- McGann and yes. J.K. is the comic book people because we're going to the Marvel world next. And I can throw in there too. Yes. All right. So, what did you think? Um. I wanted to love this film. I yes. wanted to embrace it and take it into my heart and, 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 and keep it there forever. And unfortunately, I liked it a lot, but I did not love it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as good as it could have been, but it, didn't, it wasn't far off from being that good. And I thought the performances were really, really good. Benedict Cumberbatch was great, however you pronounce his name. Here <laughs> Knightley, very good. The history was very good. It was, it was really interesting. And it's a true story, too, so there's no spoilers. In, in Explain people to, uh, okay. who, who this guy is. Because okay. he, as an as a actual historical figure, a guy I had no knowledge of, pretty amazing. Yeah, so uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays an English mathematician uh, during World War II named uh, Alan Turing, who is uh, absolutely, phenomenally Stephen Hawking genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is brought on by the uh, the uh, British uh, Army, British uh, services, to help uh, crack the, the Enigma code for that the Germans are using uh, during World War II. And he and his team go through these machinations and create this machine to break the code and then ultimately help the Allies win the war, but then he comes up on um, uh, some some scandal because uh, he is gay, and at that time in England, being gay was a jailable offense, mm-hmm. 
And so it, it, it charts his life, and uh, he was probably undiagnosed some form of somewhere on the autistic uh, spectrum as well because he, he – and yeah, so, no social skills, no no ability to actually relate with other people. Yeah, and just uh, amazing, amazing performances with you know these ticks, and then having to deal with and the the way they played the politics, uh, the, the 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 sexual politics going on along with the uh, the trying to decipher the Enigma code was was really well done. I just wasn't as good as it could have been. I uh, I think I liked it a little bit more than you, um, but I agree. I. I, having said that, I like it as much as I liked the King's speech. I'll mm-hmm. give it that kind of historical period piece kind of thing. And I didn't, didn't think that deserved the, the the accolades that it got because it was a very kind of surfacey, manipulative mm-hmm. kind of, you know, pl- pluck the heartstrings kind of thing. I will, out of all of it, give the most credit to um, Benedict Cumberbatch, who I, I guess I forget what a great actor he can be. Yeah. I mean, really He's great yeah. actor. Yeah. And almost any other British actor you would ever want to put in a movie is in this movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Including I mean, Tywin I mean, Lannister. Yeah, Charles Dance. You mean there's and, no Americans in there with British accents? Um, no. How about Rowan Atkins? Is he? Rowan, yes, Mr. B- Mr. Bean Mr. makes Bean's an appearance. In there. Good. Yeah. I, I As know. Mr. Bean. I was actually hoping he'd show up as Blackadder just because of the time period. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't be crazy. It's not a Mr. Bean movie. It's a, it's a Blackadder movie. Come on. But you're going to hear a lot about that one. They're going to, what, what did I miss? What joke did I miss? Damn it. Jason, what did you say? I didn't say shit. Oh, man. <laughs> what? Didn't, what? It was me. I just said he makes an appearance in the movie. Ask Mr. Mr. Bean. Bean. That was just funny to me. It's good. It's good stuff. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> it's total Oscar bait. You're going to be seeing totally. it, it's getting nominations. I'm sure Benedict Cumberbatch will get one. I'm sure uh, screen adapted screenplay. I'm sure. So it's a December release. It's a December release. Okay. Oh, yeah. Total it's Oscar, Oscar release. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's got prestige picture all over it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, before Foxcatcher, they I saw 15 trailers. Whoa, really? Uh, I, I, and you're I, still and you made it on time. I wow. lost count. But that was like 30 minutes of trailers. It yeah. was yeah. it was long. It was the longest trailer session I've ever seen. And this was at an AMC, and they've got this. They've got them all packaged in mm-hmm. one, so right. this is like paired with that movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel separated at all. It was like all part of a video presentation. Um, but first, little inkling at all, I've seen of Paul Thomas Anderson's oh, new movie, yeah. Inherent Vice, based on the Thomas Pynchon novel, yeah. with wow, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Owen Wilson, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is in it. Uh, it looks very P.T. Anderson-y, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'm, I'm open to. I'm totally in. And, um, and based on you know, so a pretty highfalutin material, I can't quite get a grasp of what the hell the movie's about. Yeah. It's, Shocking. But um, I'm real excited about it. Real excited about it. Uh, the, uh, the Reese Witherspoon Wild movie. Is a lovely trailer. I I don't know anything about that one. Uh, it's got a really nice a Beck of, song. You no, know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see that one. Yeah. She goes hiking. She has some sort of uh, uh, drama trauma thing happen in her life, and this woman who has no outdoor skills at all goes hiking the Sierra Trail to mm. to find herself. And supposedly it's based on a book. Supposedly really really good. Uh, I am. I think I'm seeing it in a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll report back. So the female version of Into the Wild is what you're saying. Yeah, but right? I think it's Out of the Wild. Okay. <laughs> Mm. It's something. It's something wild. Yeah, I thought uh, about going hiking to discover myself, and then just decided to turn my Xbox on. That's right. <laughs> turns, out, turns out you were on your couch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. I walked around the block to the Starbucks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> found myself a, a latte. There you and go. Then came As I back. took a photo of. 
Yeah. I captured Larry one time on the street with the yeah, Starbucks right. in his hand. <laughs> and, and then he sent it to me. Yeah, I was like at a street light, and I was trying to like get his attention because he was crossing in front of me, and I couldn't get his attention. So I creepily took a, my camera and took a photo of him. Yeah. And then texted <laughs> and then it to me. texted it to me like, I'm watching you. At least he texted it to you and didn't just put it on the internet, so you yeah, like, exactly. knew it happened, right? Did you? Not, no, okay, not, not saying yet. a word. All right. Uh, <laughs> anything else anybody's really excited about that they see coming up? Because we are reaching the holiday season, and they're just going to start pounding yeah. us with movies. I want to see. I obviously want to see, the, see the, the Stephen Hawking movie. That was great to me. But also, I'm excited about Tim Burton's Big Eyes. I think that looks really cool. Mm. I don't know anything about oh, what you just said. No. Tim Burton's Big Eyes? Tim, Tim Burton has a new movie out coming out called Big Eyes, and it stars Amy Adams. And it's the true-life story of that painter, Margaret Keene, the one who got famous oh, yeah. in the 60s and 70s. 70s painting those big-eyed paintings of everything. Oh, wow. And it's all about how, you know, just gathering from the trailer, it's all about how, you know, the way she became famous was a guy basically took her identity and claimed that he was the one who painted them all mm-hmm. because in that time women could not be considered mm-hmm. serious artists. Mm-hmm. And then her paintings took off under this other guy's name. And it's the real-life story about it, um, done by Tim Burton. But it didn't look very Tim Burton-ish, which I think I liked about the trailer. It just looked like a straightforward movie, which I always think Tim's, Tim's cool when he, gets, when he gets in that space. Interesting. So here's some of the other mo- movies opening. Just weigh in on them any time you want. Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 1. Ugh. I'm in. I'm in. I'm gonna go, I mean, I'm going to go in. see it. I'm just not excited yeah. about it. I just don't think there's any way that the – movie will end the way the book does. I just don't think that movie audiences will let it happen. Well, I know this one won't because it's only part one. Right, right, right. (laughs) The full story. Right. Um, So, Mikey, you're in on it. Yeah, I'm in. Reluctantly, but absolutely. We got Horrible Bosses 2 on the way. Super excited about it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really, really? Yeah, yeah. I I think the the trailer looks pretty fantastic. I loved the first Horrible Bosses. I uh, see no reason to think that I wouldn't like this one. All right. Um, We've got Exodus... God's Hell Kings. No. I'm starting to see. Exactly. Who, I mean, who is that? Is that Christian Bale? That's Christian Bale yeah, in yeah, the Moses yeah, yeah. story. When I'm I saw sorry. Gone Girl, the audience actually like laughed out loud when the trailer. <coughs> All yeah, the more reason done. to yeah, see it. it I'm in. A sword and sandal epic. I'm in. Uh, it just looks so big and expensive. And All the, yeah. Screamy. I can only wish that Chuck Heston was in it too. Are, are they going to do All the Bible now again? Because well, they yeah. just did. Well, That's Noah exactly it. did such great business. It was the so, big action-packed right. Noah. Good. Who knew it? Noah could kick ass. I just thought he brought animals on the ark. The alternate name. The original name for Noah actually. Uh, what, there will be flood. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good night. I'm out. <laughs> he drops the mic. Don't drop the mic. Don't that's very expensive. No, no, no. Don't do that. Uh, Annie, does anybody think that's going to be a piece of shit? Actually, yeah, I, I don't. I, I actually am excited to see it with my nieces. I have a nine-year-old daughter. I'm okay, going regardless. Kids. All right. All right. I actually I'm try- think it looks like a pretty good version of Annie. All, all right. Screw consider. all of like, you. It's like, going to be shitty. <laughs> I agree. No, it's going to be all right. And if you had an elementary school kid, uh, you'd be going to. Oh, you I... could just go pick one up like I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. All suddenly right. got creepy. <laughs> and suddenly suddenly we're on the radar. We've now been oh, flagged. Boo, boo. <laughs> Come on. Uh, all, I'm not really going to Jason, you said child. nieces? Is that yeah, what you Yeah, nieces. Yeah. All right. Is that? I mean, it's the original music, right? It's the same song. Songs, mostly hip hopped out with a hip 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 hop. You just thing. hit on the, you just hit on exactly the audience though. Like when yeah. I go home to see my family in Texas at the holidays, and you know we all want to go out to the theater. What do you think they're going to want to go see? They're going to want to go see. Exactly. Annie. Are they really? Yeah, they are. are they going to want to see Annie? 
I guarantee you, that's yeah. what my my nieces and, yeah, you know, and you know my mom. What, what would they want to go see at the holidays? They're not going to want to go see the theory of everything about nope. ALS. They're going to want to go see you know Annie or or okay, into the woods. Fun, yeah, but, little life fun movie. But on that weekend, listen to this. It's Annie up against the Hobbit. I completely forgot. There's another freaking oh, Hobbit yeah. movie wow. coming out. Uh, this is the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then night at the muse- uh, night at the museum, secret of the tomb. There's a new night at the museum. Yeah. Is Robin yes. in that? Yeah. He is. It's his last. He is his last, last movie. Okay. Last yeah, he's then Teddy Roosevelt. Again. I will absolutely yeah, go see that. Is that Stiller I'm fella still in? Betting it? It uh, yes, Ben Stiller is still <laughs> right. in it. Is he playing some sort of angst-ridden character? <laughs> Maybe nervous, a little yeah. ticky, and stuff like and that. As it turns out, yes. That guy's got such range. <laughs> this the trailer for that's a cameo fest. I mean, everybody is like little cameos in that. Yeah. Movie. I, I'm afraid that's what it's going to be the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it's just like little shtick scenes. I bet. Also, saw a trailer for The Gambler with. Uh, Kenny Rogers, Rogers. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You got no end. I was so, come on because I read an article about the Gambler last week and uh, in a little fall preview or Christmas preview or whatever. And they and the first couple of lines I said remake of blah blah blah. And I'm like, why would they remake the TV movie The Gambler with Kenny Rogers? <laughs> I love those TV. And movies. it's not. It's based upon much more highfalutin material than that and I can't remember exactly what it is. Is it Maverick? Is it this the- is no. This is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it's Mark Wahlberg as a college professor if if anybody buys wow. that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The All toughest right. role of his life uh, who is a an addicted gambler by day who's mm. into a lot of money with a lot of different very Yes, uns- he's all like roided up and like works out and is into gambling and tough guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he looks actually kind of disheveled and okay. and and he looks like he, he looks like an addict in this one. But okay. there's a young college student who's trying to kind of bring him out of his shell and sure. John Goodman is bald and is looking to <laughs> to loan him money. And uh, Omar from The Wire is somebody who wants to beat him up for the money that he owes him. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm out of the loop on films, man. But there's just too many. And this is the point. They they crowd them all to this time of year. Wait till next year. It's going to be even worse. Next year is going to be the biggest release year. I know. I know. Big movies every weekend. Exactly. And also, just to finish out the holiday season, uh, the interview, not the one we want to see. Jason, but, yes. Uh, that's the uh, that's the comedy we talked about earlier. Into the Woods, the Sondheim musical, come to life. Is some is it Sondheim? Sondheim, Sondheim. Yeah. Sondheim yeah. And uh, oh, Unbroken, Angelina Jolie's oh, yeah. Yeah. directorial efforts about that heard the she, book's great. Uh, she got thrown out of Serbia for or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I heard it's good. Uh, the I true good, story yeah. about a former USC uh, track star. That's uh, half the reason yeah. I'm going. So fight on, fight on. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Um, but it's interesting. It's very different than last year, it feels like. Last yeah. year felt very light. Yeah. We had Saving Mr. Banks. We had uh, Captain Phillips. Mitty. We had uh, Grudge Match, which yes. I think mean, there's. I mean, that was right. amazing. We had two Tyler Perry movies, didn't we? Uh-huh. <laughs> Did we? Well, I we know. We at least had we one. We have two Tyler Perry movies every year. It's like, yes. a, it's like a national rule. Can't <laughs> wait to see it. One yeah. thing that's noticeably missing from the holiday season, not a single superhero film. Not one. That's true. Saving them all for next year. Were, yeah. There, yeah. were there holiday release superheroes last year? Yeah. Wasn't Winter Soldier last year? Last fall? No, that was no, last. That was, that that was summer. spring. There was a spring or summer. Was it? Thor, spring. Yeah. Yeah. it just seems like weird they wouldn't put some kind of big... I mean, yeah. they, where yeah. are they going to put them all? What's the next big one that you guys are excited about? Avengers, oh. Age of Ultron. Age of yeah. Ultron, man. Yeah, yeah that's a given. Let's, okay. What's at the next Are you talking level? about superhero movies? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll go off the script on that one, and I know you're going to agree with me. It's the Netflix version of Daredevil. 
Yeah. I've been waiting for a good Daredevil forever. Yeah. And yes, as better, have I. I and and yeah. a series makes me very happy. Yeah. yeah. They can get sense. more into it. With the I think that that, 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 I love that title. Yeah. And I was so excited about that movie when it was going to come out. I because remember. Because they were, they were, they picked the Frank Miller era story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was, I was so happy about that. And he was always such an underserved character. Like, I you know, I, I, I embraced Daredevil mm-hmm. because everybody loved Wolverine or everybody loved Batman or everybody loved Superman and, and Daredevil was always under the radar. So mm-hmm. I, I chose him. Ironically. Yeah. Under the radar. Oh, yes. Oh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Nerdery. Because he's blind. Yeah, I it. get that, yes. <laughs> um, draw me a map. Um, but uh, he won't see it. He won't uh, see it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, unless it starts raining, and is, then he has totally. weird. Uh, if it's topographic, uh, he could sonar off of it. That's right. He's, he's got yeah. rain vision. Yeah. Oh, that movie's like, terrible. Oh, Google sonar. It's so bad, it's good though. What <laughs> does Daredevil? Does Matt have like Matt Murdock have like Google in his head? Google Maps. Oh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he's got Google Maps kind of like head. upgraded a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he has problems finding his way around when it goes bad. <laughs> Can he turn traffic on and off like in his head? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see traffic. I don't want to see just traffic. Turn, turn it off. Just turn it off. Doesn't have to do with it. But I'm with <laughs> no, you, Mikey. I'm with you, Mikey. I I want to see who's behind that. Do we know the the creative force behind uh, that? Any of that? None, not off the top of my All head. Right. Anybody else mm-hmm. got something ahead that? Uh, you know, I, as terrible as I know it's going to be now that they've started releasing microphone, details, Chris. Microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got excited. I was trying to see what. What Jason was doing on his phone, too. I keep looking um, at the movies that are... Yeah, I, I am really secretly excited to see how bad the new Fantastic Four is going to be oh. with the Doctor Doom blogger and whatever the hell else they're doing with it the and the, the Mary Jane um, or the, the Aunt May spy series they're putting together or spy movie they're putting I heard together. about Did that, you hear but, this? I, but I don't know that it was actually confirmed or I, it was I don't just think some it has sort been of yet, internet lore. I don't think it's internet lore. It's closer to being true than not, it sounds like, because of the Yeah, this is an they're... Aunt May origin yeah, story. Which, oh, that's gosh, so bad that no I'm Spider-Man. in. It's, it's like, <laughs> Come on, we all have connections. Like, Somebody yeah. find that script. Look, Somebody send us that. Send Gotham's, that to Larry. PDF that's like that to Larry. That's Gotham's fault. Like That's why we're getting an Aunt May prequel. Exactly. That that and uh, Agents of Shield, we've proved that we can have a superhero show without actual superheroes in it. Well, know? so is it going to be a romance? Is it going to be? <laughs> it's, a spy th- it's supposed to be a spy thriller. Aunt May. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So do uh, I know? Yeah. I know. No, so so any so anybody in the room who's read the Spider-Man title or Peter Parker or whatever and for any length of time, is there any hint that Aunt May has a history of espionage or covert mm, activity? No. Aunt May is gangster. Uh, if she had any sort of know. sense of uh, Aunt at May all, is she, gangster. <laughs> totally. If she okay. had any sort of espionage uh, acumen at all, she would have figured out a long time ago that her that her nephew is Spider Man. How do yeah. we know that yeah. she doesn't? Just because she plays dumb, maybe she's that good an espionager. Oh, is that is that the word? Right, I, I think to use we should there? go around Stand the room by. with Aunt May spy casting. Okay, go, Larry. Who are you going to cast? Um, what what age are we thinking here? So <laughs> you've got a. Is yeah. it an origin story? It's an origin it's story. An origin so she's got to be. She's got to be forty or younger. Yeah. Uh, like. Well, I was I mean, Emma Stone popped to mind, but she that's that's a little it's too a little weird. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just strange. I got nobody. I got nobody. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, who's the blonde girl? Anna? Uh, no, uh, Seyfried. Um, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. Okay. There's, there she is. There she I'm going to point to you. <laughs> like, I, like I know her personally. <laughs> because we have a project <laughs> yes. that we've cast her in. Yes, of course. That she'll never do. Of course. Uh, but she's perfect for it. There. Seyfried. Okay. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going a little older. I'll oh. go slightly older, a little funny. Tina Fey. Interesting. <laughs> 
Tina Fey is Aunt May. Yeah, Come on, it would be great. She'd be like tone. kind of wisecracking. She could like put men in their place. I think Tina Fey would definitely figure out that uh, her nephew was Spider-Man at some point. <laughs> mm. Jason. Mm. Come on, Brian. Yes. Just McGann. Why not a writer? Why not a writer? Oh, yeah, she could use... She could and they use could get her, her cheap, yeah. too. I was going to yeah. say, she yeah. could use getting cast. Yeah, yeah she could do it. I'm, I'm thinking uh, I might go Adrian Adrian Pilecki. Is that her name? Friday Night Lights was in uh, G.I. Joe. Oh, she's in Agents oh, yeah. of Shield right now. Agents of Shield right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the Wonder she's Woman got some sass to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Is she, she going to be Wonder Woman? Well, she was in the TV series. She was. In oh, that's right. Yeah. In the uh, in the series, right? The when they were going to do that, that yeah. they never ended up launching. Yeah. yeah oh, it never even came out. Did uh, it? No, no. never made it past pilot. I don't think. Yeah, no. You can see the but pilot it, online. It, it looks okay, good. Right? Have you ever seen it? No, should I? Oh no, look. Go look at go look up David David Kelly's pilot. You can find it online. Mm-hmm. It is horrid. Oh, really? It is that's one too of, bad. It is one of the worst things. Just see if you can make it through the first ten minutes. It is bad. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. But yeah, you can find you can find cracks of it online. I sat through Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I'm pretty sure I can make it that first ten Great film, uh, man. <laughs> that was a great movie. <laughs> oh, good. That terrible CGI dancing it baby back awful, when that was topical lo- and funny. Yeah. I love that stuff. <laughs> There's a topic right there. Uh, like let's go back. Go, well, just go back to like, uh, you know, 90s, 2000s movies that uh, that are just starting to pop up. That's actually one of those things that every once in a while, because there's so many movies playing on so many channels in mm-hmm. so many different ways. And if you ever do any, you know, channel surfing, you're like, oh. Remember that? Remember um, a simple plan? Yeah, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, yeah, I no. that Bill, uh, it's yeah. it's this. Oh God, who directed that, Mikey? Uh, we'll have to look that we'll look up. It up. Um, it's it's Billy Bob Thornton, Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton, Paxton yeah, um, and another really good character actor. Not with a, a, and it's just this simple story, and it sounds like you've heard it a million times. A plane crashes out in the middle of nowhere in this rural town. It's winter. It's snowing. These guys find it, the pilot's dead, or whoever's in the plane is dead, and there's a bunch of money in it. Mm-hmm. And they take the money, and they go, don't tell anyone. And then, of course, they start to implode amongst each other in mm-hmm. terms of whether they trust each other or not. Billy Bob Thornton plays a, a guy who's kind of slightly off or slow or had some sort of you know issues over the years. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's starting to crack first, and they worry about him, and they're thinking that they're going to have to you know kill that guy. Um, and then, you know, people start showing up in town, law enforcement, it looks like, you know, mafia connections, whatever. I remember really, really, really loving that movie. Mm-hmm. Really loving that movie. And it just kind of came, and it was a blip, and it got some credible notices, and then it went away. That's one of those I would tell people, go seek that out on a Netflix or something and watch yeah. that. Yeah, That's a I'm great in. story. I'll check that out. It's a great story. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi oh, yeah, did I was it. Say, I knew it was yeah. a big director. Yeah, I, I knew it had because it has a real visual flair. It and it and it's not over the top. I mean, he tells mm-hmm. it very simply, mm-hmm. but there is something. I remember feeling like I was so cold when that movie was over. Oh, it's, yeah. When mm-hmm. when somebody manages to use kind of weather and the surroundings effectively, and you feel it. I was freezing when I got out of that movie. And I was nervous yeah, and it was funny. tense. I love that stuff. Sam and the, fe- the female lead, uh, another person who could use some work was uh, Bridget Fonda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Wow. Remember yeah. when she was the hottest actress in the world? Yeah, yeah right. The, the, the American remake of La Femme Nikita, yeah. I think, kind of yeah. put her on the, mm-hmm. the downward spiral. And uh, A single white female. I was there. Yeah, I was going to say that roommate movie with Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. <laughs> that, Doc Hollywood. Yeah. That roommate movie. Yeah. <laughs> that roommate movie. That roommate which, movie. Which, which, for most of us, is actually more of a documentary <laughs> than a horror. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. What's that movie? You know what? That Guys watch that movie totally differently. Yeah, right. Really 
It's absolutely true. It is. It is. We'll it's have absolutely it. true. Watch it over. Uh, and everybody's over. on their phones right yeah, now. What I'm, are we all looking I'm, at? I'm not, DB. I was trying to think of that Christian Slater movie um, where they they went to the this bachelor party in Hollywood. That's what it made me think of when you, they had friends that are going to crack. And one of them very bad things. Very bad things. That they was in to, Vegas, not yeah, in Hollywood. I'm sorry. Did I say Hollywood? Yes. Uh, Went to Vegas for their bachelor Jeremy party. Jeremy Piven, Daniel right. Stern. Jeremy Piven uh, Daniel kills, Stern, that's kills a thinking. hooker having yeah. sex with her in a bathroom. And then and then Cameron Diaz is the is the wife fiance. Yeah. John Favreau. She, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're wow. saying that's one yeah. that that's that one that I remember, remember really, really liking. liking. But I started thinking about it when you were talking about them like starting to crack and fall apart. It seemed to be a, a '90s movie theme mm-hmm. that there was like all these groups of, of guys that were like doing things, and they're like, oh shit, everything's falling apart around us. We gotta we was gotta kill ap- the weakest. Was that lead. right after Hangover? Was no. it after Hangover? Oh, way no. before. Oh, it was way before. before. This is the 90s. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. When they were all young. In fact, uh, I have this young. memory of there being another similar, similarly themed movie around that time. It was even like smaller or cheaper or whatever because people were comparing it. It's kind of in, in the same way that there was a Bridesmaids and then there were like two other kind of, yeah. you mm. know, Bachelorette Party Gone yeah, Wrong movies right. in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Interesting. Any other, anybody else have one of those that just kind of, they've remembered recently that, has been a while, and you're like, well, you know because you said Bridget Fonda, I said Doc Hollywood. You know, I love oh, Doc yeah. Hollywood. Doc Hollywood's yeah. a great movie. I saw it the other day, like on my cable, and I'm like, I'm gonna hit record. And watch you guys that remember someday. that Doc Hollywood, Michael yeah. J. Fox? He's going to be a plastic surgeon. He oh, breaks yeah. down a little town yeah. in Georgia, is it somewhere? Yeah, something sure. like that. Something. Yeah, exactly. And it is. I have to say. I love that script. To me, that script is a template for just kind of that fish out of water thing. It's really funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good. Really great cast. But yeah, but it lives and dies by Michael J. Fox, who who is really really good in in just about everything he does. But they got some great characters, character actors in there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Uh, but you know when you're doing that fish out of water, especially small town southern type thing, that that can get sticky real quickly. So you need you need a good anchor, and Michael J. Fox is definitely that anchor. No, there's a guy who did have. You have to give him credit for having a run of being the everyman comedy guy, the Tom Hanks before Tom Hanks became Tom Hanks, I think. I mean, yeah. he was getting he was getting some pretty solid comedies there. I never liked, after uh, Back to the Future, I never liked his 80s output. I, did, I was not a Teen Wolf guy. I did, uh, the no, Secret to My man. Success, I did yeah. not like. What about Less Than Zero? I, uh, I, no, no, I'm sorry, not Less Than Zero, Bright Lights, Big City. Um, I actually kind of liked that a little that bit. Was, I just I can't believe you didn't like Teen Wolf. I just <laughs> Teen Wolf we do need classic. to go back to that. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. that people have such an blue. affection for that. That was actually going to be my rant a little bit about the, an '80s movie that for some reason is getting so much play right now. People are mentioning it. It's well, kind it's of like series, the wit- it's not the movie. It's the series. No, no. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about something else now. I'm oh. talking about Teen oh, Teen Wolf, the movie. the Michael J. Fox movie. Oh, right. No, but there's an '80s movie right now that's getting a lot of a lot of mention as this kind of very, you know, people hold it close to their heart, and I'm hearing about it all the time. People are making references to the Goonies, oh, like yeah. every other day uh, right classic. now. I love that. Movie. It's, it's not a classic. It's a it is classic a very mediocre movie. Yeah. Oh, that Blasphemy. movie is all about imagination. Everyone send about emails fantasy. and Facebook w- and tweets right to Larry. I wish right I wish they had used some imagination. Can, in that can movie. I say this though? If if we didn't have the Goonies, we wouldn't have had Monster Squad. 
which which was an underrated gem. A, a yes. Oh my god, movie. somebody knows right. Monster Squad. Yeah, That's I love Monster brilliant. Squad. I, I mean, how can you not know Monster Squad? It's so great. And they were they just played it at the ArcLight right before Hollywood. Oh, did really? they? ArcLight Pasadena, I guess. Now that I said that, ArcLight Pasadena. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. Love Monster Squad. Classic. Classic. Goonies, terrible movie. Goonies is good film. It's, it's a coming really of age absolutely film. Absolutely it's, it's 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 a it's a it's a wannabe coming of age film. Oh. It is it is stock characters. It is Come it on. is ridiculous. It's the truffle shuffle. It is the truffle shuffle. Oh dear lord. You guys. But like, well, now, Larry, let me ask you this. Did you feel this at the time, or has it just not aged well for you? Well, it definitely hasn't aged well if you've watched any of it recently. But at the time, I remember it was just, it was just busy. It was mm-hmm. like such a Spielberg stock kind of template on there that they said, here's how you make a Spielberg movie go. And it was, it was the, the quirky characters, and they're talking over each other, and this forced comedy, and this physical stuff, and you got the chubby kid, and you got the 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 broken English from the Asian kid, yeah. and you got the the set pieces going down the hills and the things, and then you go underground, and, and, and you got the it's romance, great. and the, 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 yuck. Jeff and Cullen. the only thing I like about it is when they land in the water and they see the ship, and the, that sense of wonder you're talking about, yeah. Jason, the, that, that imagination thing when they see the pirate ship, that was the only moment that I felt even remotely emotional at all. I'm slightly yeah. younger than Larry, and I was <laughs> the exact demographic when that movie came out in the theater. I mean, I was, like, living in, like, mm-hmm. small-town Texas, watching that in a the theater, going, what would it be like to find yeah. a treasure map yeah. and go mm-hmm. on a flipping totally. adventure yep. with my friends? Man, I was all about that movie. I Still am. That I, and, I mean, to Larry's Ugh. point, it doesn't hold up well, like, now that, now that I'm old enough to apply logic to it and actually think through <laughs> all of it. I'm like, well, okay, so but they went on this adventure. Well, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, That's a week right around. Is, is it, though? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's wormholes that somebody put in time and some things and spoiler you know, alert hello you know, like you find that out in the first like as soon as you as soon as you meet the sign as soon as you meet Anne Hathaway you find that out that's that's not a spoiler and she starts crying about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i am sorry if i've disparaged goonies and that's somebody's childhood memory blasphemy i'm just I, I guess more than anything i'm just surprised at how many people have been mentioning it as it it and the problem with that is that somebody's probably going to want to remake it. Michael Bay. I hope not. <laughs> They're going to no. reboot I'm that thing. Really Michael Bay does the Goonies. Sloth explodes. Yeah, it's, they got to stop with these remakes, man. Just be yeah. creative. Come up with some new concept. Or take an old story and put a new name to it. But stop remaking classic movies, man. Every now and then, though, you get a remake that is better than the original. And it, Name, it, name, three name. Ten, 310 to Yuma. Okay. Yes, I'll give you that. All right. All right. I'll co-sign that. But, but uh, yeah. Okay. I Ma- caught clips of Footloose the other day, and the entire time I kept going, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you do that? Well, it was, then we'd have to have the debate about Footloose, the original being a classic again. So I'm going <laughs> to... Really? Yeah. That's a debate? That's... <laughs> I, I thought we had settled that years ago with a resounding yes. Yes. Oh, how, how does, I mean, how are you defining classics, Larry? I feel like oh, they have. Well, a, okay, they have to be good. Um, okay. They have. Okay. Look, oh, I, I have. I have a little bit of a, a difficulty with '80s movies because I. I think they tended to be a little arch. They were a little. Uh, they got we because I grew up. I'm older than almost everybody in this room, except I think maybe Jason, and he and I are closer in age. Which is why I'm shocked about your whole Goonies, how that got the wool pulled over your eyes, by the no, way. And is, it, and is there a brother in the Goonies anywhere? Hell no, it no. takes place in Oregon. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. No black people in Oregon, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's I did not know. 200 in Ashland. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> 
But at just eighties movies in general, that just feels like a really weak decade for creativity. That it was that we had gotten the blockbuster mentality at that point. We had had the, the Jaws into Star Wars into Empire into Close Encounters, and then it was that kind of period of just. I mean, other than Scorsese making some great stuff. Police Academy. Um, and, what about, what, <laughs> don't see him again? You're what? not doing yeah, your we, argument. Right, what about John Hughes? Yeah, John yeah, Hughes. Movies. I don't like those movies that much either. Larry did Don not have Simpson, a good 80s. Let's Don just Simpson be honest. and Bruckheimer, when they, were, they did, uh, what, Top, Top Gun. Yeah, I don't. Beverly Hills Cop. I just don't think those are very good. I don't think those are good movies. Beverly Hills Cop is not a good movie. Beverly Hills Airplane is great. Airplane is hilarious. Trading places. Trading places. Trading places is all right. Coming to America. All right. Coming to America is okay. Oh. No, no, no. Jason's out. No, sit down. Coming to America (laughs) is Eddie Murphy's seminal piece of work that will go down forever as a classic. If you have not seen the movie, I slap you with the back of my hand. <laughs> I have no, I do not know how to relate to people who have not watched this movie. It's a good it's movie. That good. It's a, a, good it's movie. on TV all the damn time. Yeah. yeah. But it's that good. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I haven't seen What about Karate Kid? Karate Kid, great. There's, there's a lot. Like, here's the deal. You're right. Like, if you compare 80s movies plots or, and, like, storylines and structure, and it's they're definitely clunkier than they are now. We've we've gotten to a point where we just don't have the attention span that we did in the 80s. We forgave a lot of things in terms of story structure, in terms of pacing, that today would just sink a movie. Like, if Karate Kid opened today, people would sit through and be like, man, they're at the kick at the end. It was cool. We could have got there an hour sooner. By the same token, Michael Bay makes three-hour movies where you don't see the Transformers for the first hour of them, which is absurd to me. The whole fucking movie is called Transformers. You've got to have a Transformer before the hour mark, first hour mark, Michael <laughs> <Right>. Bay. Um, <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf doesn't count. It doesn't count that he's he's not transforming. Um, so, but he was transforming in my, here. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. obviously, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, to that point, I, you're right. Like '80s movies, slower, a little bit clunkier, especially. But I, I think I, that that they're very good in their own right, and they informed so much of what's happened since then. I think the movies you guys are talking about are movies that that you have attached yourself to because of a nostalgic sense. I, I mean, I'm not saying that you don't think they're good movies, and you don't have a right to think that way. I just, there's a period, I mean, I think after maybe Back to the Future, almost Anything that was kind of a big hit after that lost me. I just I couldn't. what about Back to the Future too? Yeah, what about Raiders of the Lost Ark? I mean, come on, one yeah. of the greatest Raiders, '80s movies yeah. ever made. No, I mean, I'm saying, that, yeah. of course, there are some seminal movies in there, but that's again, boomerang. Come- <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. Now we've hit the pinnacle yes. of '80s right. movies. Can I, I can right. tell you, what white men can't jump. Great, movie. that's an excellent film. I, that may that's not the 1991. I'll tell you here. I look. I was a film student from eighty to eighty four. I got a little, you know, a uh, little snooty about Hold stuff. Uh, I was gonna say now. Now, now the truth comes out. out. Yeah. So now I admit it. How old do you think I am? I was gonna say. I think you're thirty five. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm gonna let that slide. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, man. My agent's calling me. I, was say, I don't have to take that call. Right no, you can take it. No, it's okay. no, we want to hear it. Yeah, we'll, no, no, no. It might be something all, important. We're going to negotiate right here Jason on Kelly, the air. Jason Kelly getting his big break yeah. as we speak. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, what's happening? Look at we, that. we all want to know. Uh-huh. I'm great. Uh huh. <laughs> put it put it closer to your headphones so we can hear it a little bit. <laughs> Come here, bring it up here. He's saying, "Whatever you do, don't ever do podcast. Okay, I got a job. Ruin your comedy career. You got a job." He wants yeah. to play the other side of the phone of this phone call. He's always getting a yeah. job. Do you want to be the agent? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got this part in mind for you that we think you're going to be perfect for. How do you feel about the Goonies? It's a, okay. it's a it's, it's a, a reboot remake. of the Goonies. It's a remake of Boomerang. Okay. 
all white. I'll take it. No. <laughs> I'll take it. He's taking it. Yep. No, I don't. I mean, this you can either negotiate it or they can toss it over to Vox and Are you okay with providing your own craft service? It's either way. <laughs> yeah, it is. Have you heard about this? Aunt, no, 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 origin story. I, it was a request. And exactly. You're good. Yeah, See, just, kids listening at home, Hollywood is so exciting, isn't it? It's <laughs> all about the magic and the dreams. And I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm just, sorry. <laughs> well, now we have to know. Hold on. I'm, gonna, I'm doing is. a podcast right now. I got to chime in. Yeah, so I just booked a job, y'all. Yeah. Yo! Yeah. Somebody's buying tonight. Is, yep. it a, is it a good job? Uh, any job on TV <laughs> acting with dialogue is a good job. <laughs> All right. Nice. There you go. We have our theories about what it is. All right. So it, does anybody else have anything they want to either oh, We rave? need to go back to this 80s thing for no, just No, I don't a, think so. Oh, no. My, I was going to finish my thought. Is like I, I, <laughs> Thank God. I was in film school at the time. I was in okay. L.A. Um, and I, where, okay. when I had been in Texas and didn't have a lot of great choices. So the things okay. I started seeing were I would go to the Art House movies okay. and I would go gravitate to the things that were getting – the, like the big review. So the for me, like Thanks. these early 80s movies, congratulations, Jason, yes, by the way. Yes, good job. Right. Yeah. We're good luck for you. Look at that. Yes, yeah, we, we are. are. Um, God, if Rob was here, he could sing a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry the Iceman isn't here. Um, but it, like I, when I think of uh, that period, early 80s, I, it, like to 84, 85, I'm thinking Raging Bull. I'm mm. thinking Tender Mercies, one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies, actually, I always tell people about I want them to see is Local Hero yeah. with Peter oh, yeah. Riegert. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that resonate with me. And, I, and again, I think it's because of that. At that time in my life, I had been highly <clears throat> stimulated, over-entertained. I had Star Wars and Empire under my belt. I had Raiders and, and Back to the Future, you know, mm. forthcoming. Those were my big tentpole movies, but these kind of smaller ones that I started to appreciate more. There's a Peter Bogdanovich movie that nobody's ever seen, really, called They All Laughed, which we got great notices here in L.A., and nobody ever saw it. It's this really brilliant, subtle little comedy. I was a big champion of that one. Those are the ones I kind of started seeking out right. as opposed to yeah. like big glossy Hollywood so, stuff. So you like film? Yeah. Not, More not than movies. movies. Yeah. We're talking about no, movies. No, I like, but I like both. <laughs> yeah. No, but, it's, but, but you know, but, you, I'm telling you I like both. But out of, out of respect for the, the, the subtle difference between the two, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get why you... At that you, point in your life, you, yeah. were, you yeah. were in a different film you know, going exactly. I mean, I include Jaws and Star Wars in my top five favorite movies of all time, along with Citizen Kane and sure. freaking, you know, classic comedy like you, His Girl Friday or something. You know, when I think about 84, 85, I why think about how, jumping on me, how, how hard it was to start kindergarten and, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like those... Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Son of so, a bitch. Uh, so what was, your, what was your go-to theater in 80 to 84 in L.A.? You, you just I said drive, the art house theaters. What was the theater? Well, I would drive to Westwood because to Westwood, they, were, yeah. they were showing everything, okay. and I was going to USC, and yep. they didn't have anything except the University Village Cinema, which was a whole, just a sticky, nasty mess. Really? You did not want to go in there. Mm-hmm. So I go to Westwood, and everything was there. So it was the Man Bruin, uh, the Man, uh, the Fox, which those are the two that are about the only two that are left. <laughs> right. The Man National. The Coronet. The, uh, the Coronet was across the yep. across Wilshire there. There were, at when I was going to school, there were one, two, seven. three, four, were there? There were seven, seven theaters, theaters wow, in that oh, neighborhood. Yeah, really? In a three-block radius. And that would be the big, the big, you know, giant releases, yeah. and that would be you know, a lot of smaller stuff too. And and also, uh, the Arco was just down the street. Mm-hmm. The gas station. 
It was the Arco Theater, which oh. is now the IPIC. Oh. It's that facility. Okay. So, yeah, there were a lot of choices. There were a lot of choices. So and then then, you, must have been, you must have been happy when I the 80s ended and we started, we started getting 90s films. We started getting Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. and I think uh, I feel like the 90s was a res- I think like there was a little bit of resurgence mm-hmm. in the, kind of the indie world, absolutely. And then Tarantino kind of came into the mix and stuff. So that's that's all I'm saying. There's a, the, the movie I would like to see from the 80s get remade, and they were talking about doing it, and they haven't done it, is The Last Dragon. Oh, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. I just saw it on TV, like BET or TV One the other night. And, I mean, it's there's hokiness. The, the dialogue is terrible. But there's something about Kung Fu in Harlem that worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Show Enough was great. And yeah. I, w- I would love to see that remade. I think they at one point in time were talking about uh, Samuel playing Show Enough. Oh, wow. And, I mean, if you took the number of great actors – african-american and latino actors that exist now and made that movie and with special effects that is a film i would go see that Mm -hmm. all right so real quick so we talked about daredevil becoming a series we got the last dragon any other movies in your kind of wheelhouse in your life in your nostalgia sense that you would love to see actually remade or rebooted what would be one that you would pick out of that wow yeah yeah. I'd have to really think hard on that. All right. We'll come back with that next week. Let's wrap things up because we've been going an hour here. And, oh, my and, God. What is it? And Jason's got a gig. He's exactly. Got a gig. What, can you tell us what you're doing? Uh, I booked a job on uh, one of the Nickelodeon shows. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're going to have to clean up that language, Mr. A little bit. <laughs> How old are you, Jason? 42. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> See how slowly I said that and dropped my voice. <laughs> now I'm fortunate. Um, Mikey, is there anything real quick that you want to either rant or rave about in a nutshell that you're passionate about? Anything on TV you're watching right now that you really love? Um, come back to me on that. All right. Matt Johnson. The house they used in The Godfather is on sale in Staten Island. $2.9 million. We buy it for Snark Monkey. We do all of our podcasts out of The Godfather Solid. house. Solid. Solid. Oh, yeah. Pull we, it together. Let's right. kickstarter that shit. So we yes. have exactly. To, right we have, now. So we have to pull our resources. We have to kickstart it. Then we have to uproot and move or at least <laughs> exactly. just be there once a week. I am Staten in, Island. I'm in for five bucks. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Jason's got a gig now. He can start pitch somewhere. out. Cover it up. That's right. Down payment. All right. Jason, what? What are you uh, watching or seeing or, or looking at right now that you're really digging? Um, obviously, Walking Dead is amazing. Uh, been watching Gotham, and parts of it work for me. Parts yeah. of it don't. Yeah. But it's it. I see why it's working. Yeah. It's good. McGann, what's up? Um, Sonic Highways. Uh, Foo Fighters' new album, oh, documentary on HBO. And the HBO yeah, thing. I just I just started a, the documentary. I'm a couple weeks behind, but the album's released now. Loving it. Loving it. Excellent. So, yeah. All pumped right. about it. Mikey, anything? Sleepy Hollow. Uh, oh. Second season, as good as the first. It, the the show is absolutely batshit insane, but it embraces that. the The writing is so fast and so funny that it totally works. You just go and enjoy the ride. Don't think too much about it, but enjoy the ride. Dig uh, that. And here is mine. Um, and, and this is only because of my the change in my actual occupation, the schedule that has been forcing me to work at nights. I've been working early mornings or just a normal nine to five schedule for most of my life. <laughs> and I have my favorite late night guys. I've been a big Letterman fan forever. I, I've always liked Conan. Um, I have been getting home, making a little snack, getting ready for bed, and I discovered now in his last two months, Craig Ferguson. Oh, so good. And that fucking show kicks my ass. And I am 
so sad that I haven't been on that 10-year journey with him. It is so absurd. It is so ridiculous. It is unscripted. He doesn't give a fuck. Nope. He does what he wanted. He has. I did not think that anybody could reconstruct the late-night talk show format, and he did it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his freaking gay robot... You know, uh, Jeff and the the Panamime horse and the Mm -hmm. puppets he's had over the years that I'm so sad that I have missed. uh, So, hail Craig Ferguson. What's he going to do next? He says he's going to walk the earth and solve crimes. (laughs) Oh, So maybe he'll show up in Guff. I hope he does. So, uh, you know what? Little little trivia about Mr. Ferguson before we head out. Uh, He used to be, he was a musician, he was a drummer in a punk band uh, that uh, he played alongside uh, Peter Capaldi, uh, a.k.a. Doctor Who. Who is Doctor Who now. I just think the guy's brilliant, and I'm I'm bummed I've missed it all. So uh, Most of it's on Hulu, though, or something, isn't it? I I know. Who's who's got time to watch a 10-year talk show? (laughs) I just missed it. (laughs) Mikey, Mikey, where can people find you? What's the best place? Uh, You can find me at uh, at Blind Reviews on uh, the Twitter, and every now and then uh, I have an episode of House Hunters that I have either written or produced. All right. Good luck, sir. Matt Johnson. I don't know. Google me. Find me on Facebook or IMDb or (laughs) something. Because Matt Johnson's a very uncommon name, so it should be. Texas. The movie on Facebook. Yes, yeah, Facebook.com slash Texas the movie is my uh, and, my late my latest film. You an award winning short. Check me out there. Thank you. Jason Kelly. Uh Jason E. Kelly, K E L L E Y <laughs> on Twitter. Uh-huh. Or just J. Kelly seventy two on Instagram. Yeah, and don't uh, fast forward through the State Farm commercial. Yep. Make sure you check Coming out to Nickelodeon near you. Hans mm-hmm. and Franz and Jason and Nickelodeon. Yes. Nikki, Ricky, Dickies, Mickey or something like that. I'm not really hundred percent sure, but All right. it's one of those. But he's pumped. Dickie, Mickey. <laughs> Whatever it is, you're gonna <laughs> do a, a great job. It's gonna be a blast. So bring an endorsement. Yes. Nikki, Ricky, Dickie, Mickey, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. The McGann. The McGann at Yahoo. Or uh, uh I guess you can email me now that I've released that because that was a weird accident the McGann on Twitter Uh, really the McGann anywhere because who wants to be anyone besides me You don't, you're not just a regular McGann you no 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 I'm not the McGann I'm McGann I, can, I am I can bleep that out McGann. if you How need me to M C G A H A N. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thanks for getting him on everybody's email list. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes. Yeah, please send, me, please send me some stuff. And please follow us on at the Snark Monkey on Twitter. Some very interesting episodes coming up, uh, including supposedly Paul Feig, who supposedly is directing the uh, Ghostbusters reboot. I cannot wait to hammer him about that oh, yes. because yeah. the world is hammering him about that. Don't and also check up. out the latest episode. Really interesting episode with Seth M. Sherwood, who is the guy, speaking of of sequels and prequels and things, he's been tapped as the writer of Leatherface, the origin film for oh, the good. Texas Chainsaw Mask. And he his whole take on how the the internet haters and trolls have been pounding him since that was announced is funny as hell and fascinating. <laughs> so check out uh, Snark Monkey uh, number eight. Yeah, I'm excited to see the Leatherface as a, as a baby, a green-skinned baby in uh, Emerald City <laughs> uh, as, when he meets Glenda the Good Witch. It should be, it should no, be a good... No, uh, I think you, you're getting your franchises mixed oh, up weird. there. Uh, totally exactly. mixed up. Are they going to cast Joan Rivers be... in the Leatherface prequel? Oh, oh, no, oh no, too soon. Too no. soon. soon. She'd do it. Yeah. Too soon. But she did She said yes to everything. All right. Get a monkey, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.